Chapter Twenty of the Singing Mouse Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruth Golding. The Singing Mouse Stories by Emerson Huff. Chapter Twenty: The Shoes of the Princess. Once I was in a place where there were those who had opened many tombs, and had taken from the tombs that had been in Egypt and were very old many things that had been placed there for silence and repose thousands of years ago. There were grave clothes and grave caskets, the one embroidered, the other graven, and the colours of both were as they were thousands of years ago. There were signs over which men pondered, not knowing their own writing and their own thoughts and their own fate. There were also, a sad thing to see, the bodies of those that had died long ago, that had lain down for rest and silence, and of these some were called kings, and some were called queens, and others princesses, and all had once been young and some had once been beautiful. For here, after thousands of years, was praise of their beauty, and love and care for it. So I pondered very long and sadly, but most I looked at two little golden shoes. These little shoes had once been the shoes of one who lay here, a princess, dead thousands of years, and once very beautiful, as these carven symbols told. They were small and dainty and threaded with fine gold, and laced across with care about the feet of her who was once a woman and a princess, and owner of much beauty, and who was in her life beloved, and in her death mourned, as these graven symbols said. A thousand years this love reached out its arms to her to-day. Although for a thousand years death had enfolded her in his grasp that does not yield, she who had lain down for rest and silence was still here, with all at rest in her grave-garb and silent in her sleep. But those who had done these things had removed the grave-clothing, so that these small shoes could be seen, still upon the feet of the princess that had slept a thousand years, enfolded in love. For a price these might have sold the shoes of the princess, for there were those cruel enough to strip her of that which she had worn when she lay down to be alone. But this I could not do. I did not carry away the shoes in my hands, but in some way it seemed to me that I took them, for that night as I sat at the little table in my room, with the dim light falling as is its wont at those hours, I saw upon the table before me these same shoes of the princess of thousands of years ago, small and golden, things to make one weep, so sad their story disturbed thus after they had been placed away for silence. I gazed at them for a time, 
and presently I saw appear upon the table beside them the form of the singing mouse, as tall perhaps as the fronts of these golden shoes. See, said the singing mouse, here are her shoes, those of the princess who has been resting. They crossed the paved floors of palaces, they knew the steps of a throne, they were made by love for love, and given in love to rest and silence. She was as one you have known, as many whom others know now. Tell me, is she not beautiful? I saw, standing before me, the figure of the princess, tall and slender and very beautiful. And now the grave garments were not seen, for her robe was of silk, new and soft and shapely like to herself. And her arms were round and soft, and her eyes were full and dark, and her hair was as deep shadows. A band of gold was about her brow, and her cheek was red and tender in its bloom. Her neck was white and round, and her hands were white, and her slender fingers curved slightly as her arms hung down by her sides. Her feet were small and straight, and all, all of her was beautiful, and she was a princess. Now, as I gazed, I saw the face and saw that it was one I knew and had known long. So then I knew that the princess who was placed away for rest and silence had never died, for did she not stand here before me, and had I not long known her thus? Ah, beautiful! I took up these small golden shoes in my hands, and held them out to her. Take these little shoes, I said, wrought as cunning as man may know. Place them upon thy feet for me, and may never thorn assail thee in all thy going. Wear them, and tread the steps of thrones, years and years, ages and ages, princess beloved. See, they are wrought in love, now I saw upon the lips of the princess who had lain down thousands of years ago, but who lives in a place I know today, a smile, very faint and far away. So, as the singing mouse told me, it was to be seen that she did not die. Even as she faded away from the wall against which she stood, I knew though I wept, that the princess was not dead, and would not die. She was beautiful, she was beloved, and these things have not died. Ah, beautiful, I said to the singing mouse, but alas, for a princess there should be a palace, and here is none. Look about you, said the singing mouse. See, for the time this is a palace. I looked about me, 
and it was as the singing mouse said for the time my room was a palace i saw standing there again the princess upon her feet small golden shoes what is this i asked and who am i but as i turned i saw that the singing mouse was gone but this i knew and so may you know that love does not die and here was proof of it end of chapter 20